everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. I am so happy that you're listening to today's episode. If this is your first time listening to one of our episodes, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. This podcast has been one of the most fun things to come out of last year, 2020, for me, and there is so much fun ahead, like today's episode with Erin Sander. I am so excited about this episode. I'm so excited to to share Erin's story and introduce you to her if you are not familiar with her incredible work. But before we dive in, I wanted to give a few updates in regard to the podcast, where you guys can find us, and what we have coming up. So first and foremost, this Friday, we have been doing Friday bonus episodes for some time. We took a little hiatus last week. Well, this Friday, I'm really excited to introduce a young entrepreneur, so young, she's actually a sophomore at Pepper. And we are going to not only have a bonus episode with Kate, but we're also going to do a giveaway with her jewelry line and company on Friday. So stay tuned for that. We also opened up our ambassador program. So if you are interested, we have applications for that. That's a really fun group of girls that just love the podcast and want to be a little more involved. Well, I have quite a few recordings for the podcast that I am so excited about that are going to be coming out later this year, and this conversation is one that I have been so looking forward to sharing with you guys. Erin Sander is an interior designer from the ground up. She does amazing projects all over the country. She resides in Dallas, Texas. So, so much more to share. Erin is also a family friend of ours, and being able to see her be an amazing businesswoman, but also a mom, has been such a treat for me. Here is Erin Santer on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest is one I have been so looking forward to speaking with. Erin Sander is the founder of Erin Sander Design, a Dallas-based design firm operating on full-scale residential interior design. After years of experience, Erin started Erin Sander Design with one vision, which has become the focus of her firm, interiors structured in detail. This mission resounds in each project from the beginning phases of architectural design down to the intricate finishing details of installation. Erin Sander Design has been featured in Lux Magazine, D Magazine, D Home, named to Lux Gold List, and D Home's Best Designs list for multiple years in a row. As of 2020, Erin can also add CoverGirl to her resume after being featured as the cover story for D Home's Summer 2020 issue. When Erin isn't overseeing her business, brainstorming with clients, or designing a home from the ground up, she is likely relaxing at home in Dallas, Texas, and enjoying time with her family, which includes her husband and three young children. Erin, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you so much for having me today. So excited to get to spend some time chatting um, and talking about design. 
Oh, well, likewise, I am so excited and I have to add in a personal note. This is really fun for me to kind of catch up with you again. Our moms are just BFFs and so it's fun that we get to meet that way. And again, I'm just so excited to be able to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, with my guest, I always love to begin at the very early stages of their career. Many of my listeners are recent grads. Some are looking to pivot in their career. So I would love to just get to it. I'd love to know where did you go to school? Maybe what did you major in and what was that season of life like for you? Yes. Yeah. I love this question because um, I think it's such an important one for young people getting started in their college career. Um, I was intending to study physical therapy at Baylor University. Um, That was where I was headed. Um, But luckily, my father had the wisdom to have me go through a few series of aptitude tests um, right before I entered Baylor. And it showed uh, a strong aptitude for interior design, architecture, or landscape design. So I promptly kind of opened my eyes to see what else Baylor might have to offer um, and decided to pursue a degree in interior design at that time. So I've always been so grateful that he had the foresight to lead me through that um, because it really helped me focus early on in college um, and starting to study interior design. I had always loved um, just the homes. We moved numerous times when I was growing up and my mother had such a strong just I for uh, making each spot that we move a new home. And so that was always um, part of my DNA and a thread of my life growing up. And so it really felt like a natural uh, way to go after I went through that testing. Oh my gosh. Well, that is so fun and really cool to hear how dad stepped in and was like, hold on a second before I (laughs) send you off to school, let's figure out what you're actually going to be good at. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. And two, for for Cindy to be able to move around and for that to be something that you think, you know, this could be really, really fun. Well, what did, uh, gosh, you're stepping into your major. What did it look like to take on any internships? What was that like for you, whether it was in school and then perhaps your first role out of school? Yes. So um, it was a very stringent design program at Baylor um, that I really valued the time we spent there. Um, Just the professors, it's a small program there. And I think there's such value in that getting the personal attention. Um, And then throughout, I was able to spend a summer abroad in Spain. Um, Traveling has always uh, been a very formative, creative part of my life. And that was a very important summer for me as well, just really opening my eyes to uh, culture there and architecture of Spain. And that um, has continued to be an inspiration for me. So I think um, travel is really important during that season in life if you are able to do it. Um, And then after my junior year, um, I was able to intern with a firm here in Dallas. And so as a part of the coursework at Baylor, that's required. Um, and I also think as many of those internships you can do along the way, it really just helps broaden your perspective of the field um, and give you you know, great insight as just how each firm is run so differently um, and mm-hmm. just you form your opinion and kind of view of what your future might be. So my internship at Astle Ford Interiors after my junior year did actually lead to my first design position. Um, And I think that can be a great jumping off point for a lot of people. 
Oh, absolutely. And always fun to hear when an internship can move into a full-time role. I think that's often the the dream of many young people. It's like, oh, can this internship, if they enjoy it, become a full-time role? So what did a day in the life look like uh, with your first role? What was that kind of like for you and what did you enjoy learning in that season? Yes. So uh, working with Ashley Alsaford was a huge uh, part of my early formation of my design career, for sure. She focused in all residential new construction work, which means um, every project we took was starting with the builder, with the architect from the ground up. Um, I personally have a really strong um, affinity for architecture and having an influence on the bones of the home as well as the soft furnishings. And so starting with her um, taking on such large projects where we were able to have a hand um, in each piece of how the house was put together uh, was really important for me. So every day we would spend time on the job sites, meeting with different trades, um, doing sketches in the field and working with the contractors um, to show them our design intent um, and how we want things put together. Um, and so just getting that comfortability of understanding how the pieces of a home are put together in the right sequence um, and to get the best outcome, those were the biggest parts of what I learned there. Oh my gosh. And you're, so my brain is not at the level that you're talking about when we're talking about interiors or even building a home, but you're basically saying that you can now, and of course you were learning this at the time, but what I mean, you're thinking through uh, all kinds, and we can get into all the different amazing work you've done for clients. But this season, you were really kind of learning truly from the ground up. So we're talking where the front door goes, where the windows are, where the fireplace is. Is that right? Exactly. And just starting to understand um, how to work well with the other um, aspects of our discipline. So mm. our and builders and landscape architects are always the four-pronged team that we approach every project with. And so in that early phase, how to review what the architect had drawn and understanding just how the symmetries were aligning, how the light might play in the room, how what the balance might be, and kind of being able to visualize that off of their drawings and sets of paper and then learn to communicate that to the client as well. Um, those are some of the things we were, I was definitely learning at that point. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, I'm going to give you, I'm doing a quick pause. I'm going to give you the chance to connect with Erin, but just right now, just go to her Instagram and see what she's talking about because her work is truly amazing. And we'll dive into, gosh, when you were able to start your own business and whatnot, but tell us what was the next step for you? What was, was the next step your own business or was there another role in there that you stepped into and, and perhaps how long were you at that specific design firm? Yes. So I worked with Ashley for five years um, and eventually grew to uh, where was helping her lead projects um, and be a point person there. Uh, she was gracious enough to also um, give me visibility to some of the aspects of actually running the firm and just how the kind of day-to-day processes worked, which I've always been grateful um, that she was open enough with me to kind of share that part of her business as well. Um, I had always wanted um, to have my own business, have that entrepreneurial spirit that I think a lot of us <laughs> is 
owners do, um, and just knew that in, for me, in order to be able to have a family and grow a family, um, I would need to own my own business to make that work um, for us. And so after working with her for five years, I was 27. Um, and my- I was going to ask, wow. So 2009, um, my husband and I prayed about it for a long time and just thought this was the right time before we started to have a family ourselves for me to spend some time uh, getting things off the ground and just building those new relationships that I would need to uh, form for our future client base. Wow. Oh my gosh. So you are 27 and you're looking and thinking, okay, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And again, listeners, 27, that's very young to step into, gosh, starting your own business. So tell us what were those first months like? Maybe what was the first year like for Aaron Sander Design? I would love to know even how you were connecting with clients. What stands out? for you in that season of life? Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite things that kind of think back on um, just realizing tw- at the time 27 didn't seem young, but thinking <laughs> that 10 years have passed and it, it really truly was um, <laughs> for just the support of my family and husband at the time. We didn't have any children yet, but his support and just saying, we can do this. Let's um, spend the time, you know, the climate here in our country in 2009 was not a very strong economy. And looking back, um, probably, you know, that was a little bit of a blessing starting a business then because I could just kind of start getting my feet wet, starting, uh, start building. And then as the economy grew here in Dallas, we were growing along with it. So I've always been very grateful for that. So one of our very first projects was actually a small orthodontist office. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd say that is something um, just for all the listeners to keep in mind too. Sometimes, you know, just getting your start, you have to realize there are things that you're going to need to do to just um, keep going, make forward progress, um, mm. make connections. Um, and it may not be your ideal project at the very beginning, um, but <laughs> having the fortitude to keep working, do your best no matter what the project is, serve the client with your best, um, and just let that grow, I think is a really important part in starting your business. Oh, absolutely. Well, I have to ask because I just have to, was there a fish tank in the orthodontist office, Erin? <laughs> no fish tank. I love it. That is so cool. So you're starting and of course you are thrilled to have those clients and whatnot. When was there a moment or or tell us, was there a moment that you really connected early on with a client and perhaps it was just a really wow kind of client and, and home perhaps or whatnot that you were like, okay, I, I think I'm on to something. I, th- I think this is going to work. I think we're going to be able to do this. Yes. Yes. So, um, it's amazing to just see God's hand woven through the story of my life and my family's life. But I hmm. remember 10 years ago, I, there's a successful architecture firm here in Dallas, SHM architects. And I remember I had their business card pinned on my bulletin board there in my office. Um, and one day got referred through another Baylor grad to a remodel project with SHM Architects. Uh, and so we were hired for that project. Um, and SHM has three principals there at the firm. Um, and we 
started this project with Mark Hestry. Um, and that then led, uh, that was a very successful project. And that then led to our first really big project. Uh, Mark referred us to a young family here in Dallas um, that had purchased a beautiful lot. Um, and we're getting ready to start a project from the ground up, a very expansive property, um, beautiful finish out. Um, and so that was uh, my first real wow moment to uh, get to collaborate with them, um, just have a wonderful client, lovely budget, and be able to really just show what we could do um, on a big scale and finish it for the client. And that has since uh, we have done countless, countless projects with that architecture firm. Um, and so that was really the spring point for Aaron Sander Design. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And really, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking because I don't think about interior design from the ground up, even the architectural element. Very rarely am I thinking about this. So this is really right. fun for me yeah. personally. I'd love to know, maybe you could walk us through, um, gosh, the process. I mean, perhaps you could give us a little insight. Someone listening, they may think, wow, this sounds like something I'd love to do. Or perhaps there's someone listening who is looking to build. What does that process look like and perhaps share a little bit about what is this timeline because these are this is no small feat to go from the from I mean a lot like you've said to the intricate details of a doorknob perhaps you could take us through what does this look like what does a project look like for you yes absolutely I love talking about this because I think it is kind of a different approach than what a lot of people typically think of when they think of interior design yeah. um, but I think that um, as a firm, it's the key to our success um, is just being able to really focus on this type of project. So typically, a client will call us and they have either just secured a lot, uh, they have either just found their builder or just found their architect, uh, usually one of those three avenues. Um, And so we will sit down and kind of talk through uh, the remaining members of the team. So like I mentioned, it's always critical to have an incredible architect, interior designer, landscape architect, and then your builder. Um, Those are the four people as you're getting started on a project of this size that are really important because we work with one another throughout the entire process. Um, Generally, from that first phone call with the client, through when we move them in, um, it can be about a two and a half year timeline, um, just beginning to end. And so we will join you um, on all of your meetings with your with the architecture firm, um, just to be a listening ear, another pair of eyes, um, just an advocate on the on behalf of our client. A lot of times we understand, you know, it's kind of like going into a doctor's office or attorney uh, where you may not understand all the things your doctor's yes. saying. You'd like to have someone sitting next to you uh, explaining it. Yes. It could be that for our clients at the beginning, just for their comfort level and to help them really make sure, obviously in design, visualization is such an important part since you are mm. creating something from nothing, helping our clients really see what the end result will be is so critical um, because then I know that they're understanding where we're headed. Um, And so that's an important part as we are there through the architecture phase um, to just help explain and develop all those things with the client. Um, And so we will walk through all of that with them. And as we're doing that, we'll also be working with them stylistically. So we spend a lot of time asking questions with regard to where have you been? What's your story? Kind of like we're doing today. What's your family 
story. What, um, how many, what risks are you willing to take in this new home? Or do you prefer to play a little bit more safe? Are you a lover of color or do you really prefer a serene environment? There's a lot of ways that we can ask questions and be really great listeners to just pull. We try and really glean from their, from our clients where they are just honestly and just at a very basic level um, so that we can start to develop their design. We communicate a lot through photos, obviously, uh, Uh. that just speak um, everyone's language when we can, you know, often present a Maybe let's say we're doing a California modern. And, you know, but does California modern to them have lots of layers of texture and, you know, natural elements, or are they seeing a little bit more color and blue and, you know, how modern versus, you know, everyone's uh, background for what that word means is a little bit different. And so we really try and hone in on what that is. And then after we feel that we're talking the same language and we have a <laughs> grip on um, our client, um, then that's when we put the design together. So I spend time here in the office with our small team on every project, uh, just discussing them and what we think would be best for their design. What big ideas do we have? How are we going to implement the fine details that we want to see? How will the color palette flow? We love to do everything holistically here. And so we often put, you know, all of the furnishings for the great room in line with the fireplace design and the ceiling design and the adjacent kitchen design so that our client can see everything together and really get a feel for how the house will feel in the end. And then we'll collaborate with the architect on what we're seeing um, and they will help kind of tie that into the plans. And that's when... Hopefully, uh, it gets birth to the builder, and then we get to actually start construction. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. And so thus begins the, the building phases. Now, I'm just curious. Are you actually at sites uh, during construction these days or not so much? Is that something you guys kind of step into? We do, yes. So, oh, very uh, cool. So generally, um, we will be there frequently as a team um, just to – the builder may call and just say, um, for instance, you know, this crown molding, you specified an eight inch, you know, would you like to come see it mocked up? Do you think the proportions looking appropriate? Um, meeting with the tile setters to ensure transitions. So there wow. is quite a lot of time on site. Uh, the clients don't have to be there for every step of the that nuance. Um, <laughs> Sometimes they like to, and we welcome them. But a lot of times, that's why they hired us um, to kind of be there, be their hands and feet. Um, the service aspect of design is really important to me. Um, mm-hmm. This is generally a very stressful time in a family's life. Um, transitioning, they may be living in temporary, you know, a rental property while this is all um, underway. And so, our a huge part of our role, I think, is to take a lot of that stuff's off of them um, and to be just a peaceful calm for them during this process. Um, and that's really important to me. Oh, that's amazing. And truly full service. I can attest to your calm. I think you are a very calm, cool, and collected person from my experience with you. So it's really fun to hear, gosh, not only the different stages 
every single stage, you know, your hand touches, but even that you really do think of your clients and recognize, wow, as exciting as building a home can be from the ground up, a dream for many, um, it can also be a stressful time. So I love to hear that your thoughts are with them as well in, you know, let me handle this, let my team take care of it, and we'll get it done. Oh my goodness. So I'm really excited because again, you guys, I've teased this and we are going to give you a chance to connect with Erin. But when you see the designs that she's talking about and her eye, it's really amazing. I, I'd love to know, um, because I don't know that I know the answer to this, mm-hmm. where would you credit um, your eye for design and style? Where Where do you think that comes from? Yeah. So uh, I think it's twofold. So as I mentioned, uh, we did move uh, numerous times growing up. And so I had the opportunity to live um, in many houses over the years. Mm. Um, And my mother did just spend an incredible amount of time making each place we lived a home. I would often come home on a Friday uh, before my dad was home from traveling and I would find my mom personally lifting the living room sofa and moving it to the other side of the room um, because she just thought that would be a fun, better arrangement. And so her eye is 100% what I have inherited. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, She was never trained professionally as a designer, but I know that uh, she could stand up against any of us out there. So I I think secondly, um, I have in me um, just a gift for observation. And I think over my lifetime, just observing and being aware of environments, uh, aesthetics, the feel of a room um, and just internalizing all of that um, has what has really grown my aesthetic part of my eye. So, you know, that time in Spain that I spent, my husband and I uh, were lucky enough to travel quite extensively um, early in our marriage. Um, And so just being in those different environments and understanding uh, what is it here that makes this feel different and special? What are the elements that are working together um, and then bringing all of that back uh, to our daily projects, I think is really where my eye comes from. Oh, that's amazing. I'm sitting here looking around. I'm thinking, okay, how can I add more of my travels into my home? I'm literally like sitting here looking around. What would be what would be an encouragement? I mean, because so many of us who are listening, we're, and again, some of you might already be on Erin's Instagram seeing what she's up to, but so many of us listening, at, well, myself included in this group, sometimes I feel as though I just don't know how to hone in on what is my style interiorly. Maybe just made up a word. What would you say would be a a way for young women, older women, empty nesters, just anyone listening? Perhaps they're sitting at home and they're looking around as well and they're they're thinking, oh my gosh, this all sounds so amazing. And and I'm seeing what Erin has done and there's so many just amazing details around it. How would you encourage a woman at home to hone in on her style? What, what would you even say to us who are like, I don't even know where to begin, but I want to do a little something different. So what I always encourage people to do, I know that a lot of things have moved online, but personally, I take nearly every shelter publication here at my house in print. Um, and I think doing the work of spending a little time 
actually just pouring through those magazines, um, looking at the different environments, you will start to see that there's a pattern in the different photographs that are physically inducing a more visceral reaction from you. When I put them before clients, it's amazing to see. I might show them five images and then the sixth image they may gasp or just, you know, uh, lean forward or you can see physically they are drawn to that environment. And so if you're really honest with yourself and let yourself go through that process, you will see that there will be a pattern for me. And I think it's important also that honesty with yourself, not mm. choose things that you think are supposed to be right or are supposed to be current or popular, but really letting yourself be honest with what you're responding to because you know your personal history and background is a lot different than mine and you may naturally love things that are a little bit more traditional because of your upbringing because of where you're from um, and another person might be the opposite and so but just being letting yourself go there um, and not be inhibited by what you think you're supposed to be drawn to Oh my gosh. I love that. And I think that we just had our first, how'd she do that homework assignment, you guys. So for, yes. So for anyone who's listening and you're like me, you and I are in the same boat and all that Erin is sharing. And again, the work that she's done is inspiring you to, to kind of look around and think, okay, what can I do here? Let's get some print magazines out. Perhaps some of you would think this is old school. That's not old school. Let's get some print magazines out. And like Erin said, look through. And I love what you just said, Erin. And I'm sure that your clients love this about you because I'm sure you support them in this is what do we love? You know, not what's trendy, not what someone else might like if they come over, but what is it that you love that you're drawn to? Oh my gosh, that that's really sticking with me. I love that thought as well. Well, we have chatted a little bit and I'd love to hear a few more wow moments in your career. But but before we get to that, I'd love to know, because we're thinking about, gosh, the, the beginning and then the middle stages of Aaron Sander design. I would love to hear if there is a situation or an instance that you could share with my listeners, perhaps, um, that there was a failure that, that helped shape your career? Maybe something went haywire or whatnot and you were able to learn from it. But is there an instance uh, that you can think of throughout your career that that failure helped shape it? Yeah. So as I was thinking about this, um, I think more than failure, the thing that has helped shape my career the most is just uh, the necessity of the diligence in doing the hard work. So I think for your listeners, um, you know, 10 years may seem like a long time, um, but just the daily walking through um, those principles that you want your company to be founded on um, and doing the day in, day out hard work of being consistent in that, being consistently honest, um, being consistently showing up uh, on time, prepared, all of those small things that we all know make a business great. Um, over time, of course, it's not that easy to honestly uh, live those things out day in and day out. And I would just encourage the listeners um, to stay stay true to that and do the hard work of leaning into that each and every day, no matter if it is your biggest project or your big opportunity or you're just 
um, serving a friend and helping them with design, um, doing your best and putting your best forward with them. I think even more than uh, there will be failures that come. Um, luckily, we haven't had any major, major moments, but there were all <laughs> things, you know, a chair may arrive in the wrong color or uh, maybe, I don't know, a countertop gets cut too short. Um, those things on these projects, you can imagine there are hundreds of thousands of decisions uh, that are made all along the way. And as a team, that's our responsibility to keep track of them, um, keep up with them and make sure that they're implemented correctly. Um, but as you can imagine, no team is 100% perfect. And so handling any situations that arise like that uh, with the utmost honesty and transparency um, is how we approach things here at Aaron Sander Design. Um, and I think over time that has earned us um, a reputation here um, just with the community um, and the people we serve that, um, that that's at the forefront for us. Um, and so I would just encourage everyone in that. Absolutely. Yes. To put that best foot forward, continue to do the hard work, you guys, regardless of, of like Erin said, if it's the biggest project you've ever had and it's life altering, or if it's your girlfriend that you're assisting with and getting experience and helping her along the way. Well, Erin, this has been so much fun. I'd love to pivot because as I'm thinking about your story and I'm thinking about the incredible career that you've had, I know know that there were some personal moments along the way with your kiddos. So I'd love to know the timeline of your amazing children. They are so darling. And perhaps what was Erin Sander Design looking like from one kid to two kids to now three? What does it feel like to be a mother who, who gosh, started uh, an amazing company and has continued on? Uh, but again, perhaps what was that season of life uh, like when you became a mother um, and you were also working as well? Yeah. So um, this is such an important part, I think, to talk about. Um, so certainly um, it's changed a little, each one. Um, and I <laughs> Along the way, I've learned um, in order to have a successful business and also be successful at home, it is critical that you add people to your team and to your support um, that can help you through all of these seasons. There is no way that I could do everything we do here without them and without everyone around me that supports Aaron Sander Design. And so I think early on, learning to delegate and learning to prioritize progress over perfection is really mm. important. You are never going to be a perfect mother, a perfect designer, um, but just um, that progress year after year is what I think is critical. I also think with each um, sweet new child that we had along the way, I did prioritize that time at home where I really took a three months step away from Aaron Sander Design and spent it with each of them. I knew that long-term, um, just giving that amount of time where I was really focused on each of them. Um, I would never regret those three months. There will always be plenty of time for work, um, but just really giving that focus time. And what that meant was having people on my team that I had to put uh, the keys in their hands and really just trust that they were going to do their best um, on behalf of Aaron Sander Design every day while I was out. Um, but really just having to let that go um, through each season of maternity 
and know that um, God was going to protect our business and protect our clients and that prioritizing that time with Ryan, Reese, and Rhett, um, that would be honored. So we have always had full-time um, help here in our home. We've been blessed um, to have three wonderful woman, women over the last 10 years here with mm. us. Um, I'd say on that front, um, that's the biggest gift um, that I've had. Um, each of them have just been wonderful believing women. Um, I made it a priority that the women that were here in our home taking care of our kids, if it wasn't me, um, it was important to me that they love the Lord as well. Um, and so I've mm. been to be able to have that. Um, and it's just been a gift. They support me here in the home and help me keep up um, because <laughs> you know, no one person can do it all. And then um, at Aaron Sander Design, uh, we now have six uh, employees. Um, wow. just, you know, creating that team of people um, that can really um, help you through all the work and you know, are just incredible talents in themselves has been a huge, huge part to the growth of Aaron Sander Design. They each um, have a different eye than me. They have different strengths than me. They add so much to each project. Our clients are 1000% better served because they are here. Um, and so I would say, you know, just putting those people around you, even if it means you're not taking home as much money every year um, mm. as you're your business to have that support around you, you yourself and your personal health, um, <laughs> would you better served doing that? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I love everything you just said. And for those of you who are mothers listening, and perhaps you have a business or you're looking to begin a business, I think that Erin has done such a fantastic job with, with her kiddos and being able to have that time with them and continue to work, but really to, like you said, take that time and to be with them. It's an inspiration for me, Erin, who I am not a mom yet, but but I don't see the podcast ending anytime soon or other endeavors. So I'm sure at some point, just being able to build that team around you, I love, gosh, I, I'm over here like taking notes just to be able to, to build that team. And I love to just having the women in your home be aligned with your beliefs and, and whatnot. So it's just really, really fun to hear how you have made it work and such an encouragement I know to my listeners. Well, you mentioned your amazing team and, and earlier, I think you may have said, you know, at, at one point you had a small team. Six is not small. That's really exciting. I'd love just, just briefly to know, um, as you have gone from, you know, uh, a design intern to uh, working for another design firm and then ultimately beginning Aaron Sander Design, I'd love to know as you are growing your team and perhaps someone who's listening is like I said, a, a mom who's stepping out and starting her own business, or or perhaps you've heard what Aaron just shared, and you're looking around and you're thinking, okay, I I do need to officially get some help. Mm -hmm. um, and in any area, I'm talking business, home. What is it that you look for in uh, your team as you're stepping into actually growing your team? What are some things you look for um, in potential team members? So I think um, first and foremost, being a self-starter uh, for us here at Aaron Sanders Design is the most important role. As I said, I had to learn 
early on uh, the importance of delegating. And in that, uh, each of my team members has an incredible amount of responsibility. Um, and so finding people that you know you can trust with that responsibility, um, I think is the most critical element. Uh, they will often, we work remotely. Uh, we have a studio in my home where we take appointments with clients, but each of my employees work remotely in their own home the majority of the time. And so just having that trust that they are there hustling (laughs) much uh, care and effort into uh, each of our projects as I am is really important. And so finding someone, um, you know, that that's one of the trickiest parts, I think, of building a team. And what I would encourage Uh, your listeners to do is it's a lot of work, but taking the time to really interview well uh, Mm. will save you so much time in the long run. Finding one gem out of, you know, the hundred people you may need to sift through, uh, even if it takes an extra day, week, month, um, if that lovely person is with you for the next decade, you will be so grateful that you took the time. So I think the due diligence um, of spending the time through the interview process follow up, be prepared, think of the questions that are important to you, um, that are things that you want to add to your team. Um, and then I think also just thinking critically, you know, I personally am a, a very optimistic person, uh, not as realistic as I should be sometimes. And so um, in my later years, I have brought um, a trusted um, employee with me to some of the meetings as well to kind mm-hmm. of help me uh, identify lacks or, you know, areas where that potential candidate might not be a best fit. Um, and so just knowing yourself and knowing um, how you are handling those things, I think is important too. Oh, yes. There's so many good tips that Erin just gave you guys. You can just pause and rewind and listen to that again, because that is so true. And I love it. It ties in. There's so many different themes in your story, but it seems like hard work, uh, discipline is there. And even that hard work of, of making it a point to really focus in and say, okay, who's going to be on my team and to take the time to really, really uh, vet. And like you said, if they're there with you 10 years later, it's like, woohoo, jackpot. It really pays off in the end. Well, this has been so much fun and I am so eager to hear just a few more, gosh, tips from you. I'd love to know, and this is a loaded question, so prepare yourself, but what is the greatest lesson you have learned? So um, I've thought about this at length as well. And specifically for all of uh, your women listeners, well, they may be, that may be the majority, but I think um, that there is some pressure as a woman business owner to um, be particularly forceful or aggressive or have those personality traits in order to succeed and get ahead um, in a world that often um, men are a part of uh, our daily mix here. And what I have learned is that staying true to how God made you um, and that gentleness, humility, kindness, those uh, traits that you have inside you, staying true to that um, as opposed to kind of responding uh, in the way that others might be responding um, has been the greatest lesson I've learned. Responding in kindness, responding with generosity, responding with gratefulness um, for me and my firm has 
gained me far more clients long-term than ever being overly aggressive or kind of landing on the other side of that scale. And I never really realized that would be part of something I would learn in growing a business. But I just want to encourage everyone that you can walk in humility and grace um, and still um, have a very successful business. Um, And so I think that's really important. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is the best takeaway, you guys. Just again, rewind, listen again to what Erin just said. Seriously, there's so many moments in this conversation that you can do so. But wow, I could not agree more. And and just to to point out, I mean, Erin is definitely in um, lots of situations. Think of the landscapers or the construction crew. So she knows what she's talking about when she says, "No, you can walk in grace and poise and and all of those things." Definitely mark you, Erin, one hundred percent. So. Oh, yeah. So, so good. Well, I'd also love to know, what are you learning now? What are you learning today? And and in this season, what are you learning now? Yeah. So um, this fall, we had a really um, incredible opportunity to be a part of uh, the first Kips Bay show house here. Yes. In Dallas, yes. Uh, which was just an incredible season of growth and learning. Uh, we were so grateful um, that uh, some of our Colleagues here in Dallas um, helped bring that show house here. Um, historically, it's been in New York City uh, for over 30 years, um, and then had been in Palm Beach three years, and then just now Dallas. So we were so honored, um, and it really just put uh, Dallas and Texas uh, design and the design community here um, on a different platform. Um, and we were able to be included and design a very small room there. Um, And so just learning to kind of collaborate with different designers in the home and be a part of something so large um, during the current um, environment in our country uh, was a major learning opportunity for us. And so I think uh, just looking forward, we look forward to uh, more opportunities like that um, for Aaron Sander Design to have a more national spotlight um, is really exciting for us. We are um, starting to get inquiries from around the country um, with regard to design. And so we're thrilled to see where that might take us um, in the next decade of Aaron Senior Design, Um, but just really grateful to have been a part of Kip Spay um, this fall. Ah, Erin, that is so exciting. And yes, regardless of when you guys are listening to this episode, whether you're listening the day that it drops or wow, even, you know, a few years from now, you guys need to check out what Erin's talking about. You can just Google Kips Bay and Erin Sander and the beautiful room that she designed will be there. So do pull out your phone and take a look because it is fantastic. Ah, well, this again has been so much fun. I'd love to know, is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to. I would just love to just encourage your listeners. Um, you know, if there are those ideas, those passions that you have, um, to just take that bold step and jump out and give it a whirl. Give it mm. your best. Try. Um, you know, just 
walk through all of the steps that you need to do it. Um, there are so many resources out there and also people around you that are willing to help. You know, we are constantly getting phone calls um, from lovely women here that just love to know kind of the start and how to get going. And so wherever you may be listening from, you know, take some time to see who's around you in your community and who might be able to help you practically kind of get started there. I know for myself and a lot of my colleagues here, we are happy to share um, just things about the design community in Dallas and how you can get going. So um, please reach out, reach out to other women, um, because I know we're all here to help one another. um, And don't be afraid to ask. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. And as you do step out, think of Erin as a 27-year-old taking the plunge to begin her business and the success that she's found. Uh, well, Erin, I've mentioned this before. Many of my listeners, they are likely pivoting in their role. Perhaps they're a recent graduate. I even have many empty nesters that are looking to take the next step in their career. And, and I always encourage them just to piggyback what you were just uh, saying so eloquently and reach out, you know, connect with women. So I'd love to know uh, and connect with you. Who do you know that should perhaps come on and share their how'd she do that story? Yes. So uh, I have a dear, lovely friend here in Dallas, uh, Lindsay Nordyke. Uh, she's a fellow Baylor alum and she owns Patsy's Bridal here in Dallas. She um, studied fashion at Baylor uh, along the same time I was there, um, has grown incredible uh, bridal business here and is designing gowns um, and has just done so, so well. And so I think she would be a wonderful uh, person to feature. Yes, absolutely. And I'm remembering you guys are the cutest friends. And hello, Lindsay, I believe we've met before. So that is fantastic. We will have to be on the lookout. You guys will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode with Lindsay. Well, Erin, I have teased this all along, and I'm sure many listeners have have just said, well, I'm going to find her myself. (laughs) But please let us know, where can listeners connect with you? Yes. So follow us daily at Aaron Sander on Instagram. That will keep you up with uh, the current projects. We do a lot of behind the scenes of all these things we've been talking about as things are getting off the ground and behind the scenes at client meetings. And then we have a brand new updated website at AaronSanderDesign.com. And there you can see all of our portfolio and previous work. Oh, and it is beautiful. I was looking around on it this morning, tapping away and just smiling, thinking of you, Erin, and all that you have done. Thank you so much for your time today. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I feel like I could talk to you forever, but this has been so much fun. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much for having me, and um, hope everyone enjoys listening. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next week for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.